and welcome to What Else Are We Mad At, the podcast from Boshumia Magazine, where we discuss what we're mad at. I'm E. I'm L. And I'm Q. Anyway, E, let's start with you this week. So E, what else are we mad at? Oh, God. Okay, so I'm going to try to like cut past the worst of it. Yeah, this week the E stands for the elephant in the room. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. Um, where we last left off with everybody, we were signing off the podcast. And then in our closing, Q had just seen a news notification saying that um, Russia had invaded Ukraine. Yeah. Um, like two seconds after we like hit, like finished. Good. We just done our podcast. Personally, oh. I ah, think shit, I nailed that, that transition. Like- but hey. <laughs> Yep, absolutely. She said we're doing it live, and we did. (laughs) So that's where we last left off with you all. And it has been, mm, I don't know, 10 days, and Russia has indeed invaded Ukraine. So um, rather than give a beat-by-beat, oh, God, chronicle of how bad that has been, um, although we should say that the Ukrainian people have been resisting brilliantly, and I see, like, not only really beautiful, but also like really hilarious moments of opposition, (laughs) including like women just throwing cucumber jars at soldiers and soldiers being like, fuck this. Like, I'm not getting paid up for this. And then famously this um, older woman that I I didn't, uh, she was anonymous on Twitter, but she, um, somebody caught a recording of her cursing out a Russian soldier. And this older woman um, handed this Russian soldier uh, sunflower seeds and said, put these in your pocket so that when your body dies, so that like when you die, that your body can actually be useful and grow these flowers. Amazing. And I was like, that's amazing. So just, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, that's so beautiful. Um, anyway, so rather than give a chronicle beat by beat of the warfare that's happening right now, I wanted to take some time to talk about um, like one of the secondary effects of war, which is the diaspora. Or the scattering of people from their homeland. So this week I'm mad at the displacement of people from their homes. We talked about this briefly a couple weeks ago um, when we had um, our friend from Give Your Best UK on here. So we'll link that episode, a little crossover. Um, But the effects of diaspora on a group of people are like, and it's just like generational trauma. Um, so I've been thinking about this lately because my my mom and I recently got involved in a diaspora group for um, like the children of immigrants from Slovakia and Ukraine, um, where my family's from. And it's been really amazing, like connecting with older people because um, it's mostly people like my grandparents' age um, that are like second generation and I'm fourth generation, so I'm pretty removed um, but just talking with people who like fled, um, from the last war, um, and seeing like what the effects are in their daily lives. So we meet every Sunday, um, some meeting later today. Um, and we've just been talking about like, what's it like to be from <laughs> a different country and just have to take refuge somewhere else. Um, and so I'm talking about the refugee crisis today because this is the biggest one we've seen in Europe since, um, World War II. And there are so many other concurrent refugee crises. Um, like I'm thinking particularly the one in like Syria. And yet, um, this is sort of the one getting the most attention because people from, uh, Eastern and like South Central Europe are predominantly white. Um, so like this is the first time that like the U.S. government is like, please, here's several billion dollars, Ukraine. You're a small country. Um, And it's just like, obviously, you know, you want to support these countries in time of war, but it's like, this is kind of the only one that's getting a lot of attention, and myself included, because I feel a direct tie, right? Um, But yeah, so I guess I wanted to talk about the diaspora, and then also, oh gosh, yeah, just like watching people react to this war kindling 
on this like kind of slowly global scale. Um, it's just, it's just been really scary and surreal to watch. Mm-hmm. I know it's, it's similar for you guys in the UK because you're probably watching like, great, what's my government going to do to get themselves involved in this war? <laughs> I know that like Boris Johnson has like said that he's only going to let in like a hundred thousand refugees, which is pretty small for how like substantial, like, the UK could be a support um, when there's been a million people that have fled so far and I think 200,000 that have been displaced internally. So yeah, that's a million people in a week also. So that's like no joke. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the UK is also only letting in um, refugees who have like family ties to people in the UK. I, I, God. I Yeah. That sounds so, right. It's, I think it's they, really they, bad. Also, they're closing gone, all their like foreign, like you know, offshore billionaire accounts, mm. but not for another to hopefully like impose sanction on sanctions or whatever financially. But they're not going to do that until they manage. They have time to close their own accounts because they're all funded by Russian <laughs> oligarchs and they're all rich cunts. So Big yeah. time for Russian oligarchs. Like, they kind of forget they exist and they're they like, oh them. yeah, super yacht. <laughs> the UK what? government keeps sort of like back and forthing like i think they started out with that of oh you can cut like come if you have some kind of family tie and then they just got to like you know what we're just not processing any visa applications we're closed goodbye um i don't know what the latest is on that that was last week you like they were like they were lighting up downing street and the ukrainian flag Mm. and then simultaneously saying no we're not processing any visa applications from ukraine right now um (laughs) just sort yourself out sort yourself out yeah exactly the same energy as (laughs) clapping for the nhs while like Mm -hmm. just doing nothing about covid (laughs) yeah the performativity of it all (sighs) yeah it's um yeah it's weird i mean i don't know like i guess the u.s government is is kept keeps being like oh no no we're not gonna get involved in this war. we're gonna give you guys money um and and that just reminds me of it was like a couple days ago um volodymyr Zelensky was offered from the u.s government to like flee and he was like i don't want to flee give me ammunition and he's just been like out in the streets like being my like patriotic sexy hero that has been like making everybody who's also kind of anti-military and like anti-carceral just like watching this like young strapping man be like i'm fighting for my small nation that has been continually oppressed for centuries and it's, it's been a weird time to like align oneself with a nation but i'm like all right okay you let's let's bust some balls here (laughs) did you guys know that um he was the voice of the ukrainian dub of paddington i did know that (laughs) i know paddington tastiest morsel you've told me our boy paddington isn't it the best fact in the world it is it's such a great oh, fact. people keep Another linking me to that, that clip of him doing single ladies and i'm like i don't care paddington <gasps> that's right jake's let's let's shall we link that uh jake wrote it what a year or two ago right about mm-hmm. yeah this election about how he played the president and then now is the president which Did is you? Our angle oh. to this as well look at you you little writer oh well someone clearly read it (laughs) (laughs) yes it's called when satire becomes propaganda Mm. um a political outsider who campaigned on an anti-corruption message and no solid policies Uh oh Oh, it's not exactly um praising of him so maybe don't retweet it out (laughs) this was was when he was elected with a load of like shady tv money behind him oh Um, yeah oh yeah i've changed i've changed my mind on the lad since <laughs> <That's> <laughs> on the lad <laughs> to be fair the mad know, lad it's like he the mad lad <laughs> i mean i'm sure he was corrupt then and now he's proven his salt so i'm like cool whatever you can be corrupt and good in a crisis <laughs> yeah right. you can yeah. yeah definitely just to like speak to your point before eileen of um like people paying more attention to it because it is predominantly white people being displaced have you seen a lot of the first-hand accounts of like just blatant outright racism at the polish border um oh, God, with, yeah of any african um, students trying to like get out <laughs> yeah literally like literally people walking down platforms of like train stations or like the like, gates where people are trying to go through the border and shouting like women first like 
wow. like women first and then white men and then black people all of you get to the back like just not even being like no it's not implicit it's just explicit straight it's up, like yeah. just straight up like get out get to the back like put let the white ukrainians through first it's it's just disgusting disgusting that even in that moment of like what should be like a togetherness effort to to flee and to to i don't know just like reach safety there's still that like just overarching like deeply clearly held belief of like superior and inferior races amongst them which is gross and sad it's so scary too because imagine you know, it's bad enough to be like, oh, this is the country I've lived in my whole life and I have to flee. But imagine just you're there for a year on a student visa, you know, mm. like maybe studying medicine or something. And you're like, fuck me. I have a long way to get home, there <laughs> and are- especially since like a lot of airports are shut, too. There are so many Indian students trapped in the Ukraine and the Indian government aren't doing anything about it because the Indian government are one of the few really? governments who are actually like, oh, yeah, Putin, not that bad. So fuck, oh, fuck God, Indian yeah. government. Yeah. <laughs> fuck, yeah. is, it, is it still motivating? Really fuck scary that guy. The nations it's, that it's are aligning themselves. <laughs> yeah, I think Venez- um, Venezuela guess where 50% is too, I think. Of, Yeah, guess where fifty percent of India's oil comes from. Mm, um, that's right. Where? <laughs> not me uh, well 50% of it doesn't come from Russia <laughs> oh. <laughs> god that's my like I've seen lots of like the um, like African countries embassies in Poland like making really big efforts at the Polish border to to because of this of like the of the stuff that's happening amongst the, the people on the other side like a lot of them making sure that there are welcome parties and welcome making sure that they're looked after once they do get through but they are Mm. like struggling to get through um which is just uh, terrifying god i i bet there are there are organizations that do this um beyond just airbnb but i have been seeing a lot on twitter about um airbnb like offering like people like an incentive to like host uh refugees Mm. and like some people were doing it before airbnb were like even like oh yeah we could probably make some money off this Mm. um but a lot of people like on the borders are like opening up their homes. Um, there's mm. probably like avenues online that you can look up for like how to, you know, if you do live like geographically close to where it would be useful. Um, but yeah, something else that people have been doing in the U.S. is just paying um, to stay in Airbnbs in the Ukraine with obviously just like yes, not I've going, mm-hmm. um, which I'm like, that's so cool. Um, and also like it's very inexpensive, like comparatively from like the West. So if you have like an extra, you know, 30 pounds, you can pay for like a two, three night stay. And that just like puts money in the pocket of a of a citizen and you know, obviously one of the worst byproducts of war is just like the economic ramifications. So that's something that all of us in the West are going to be sitting with soon too, because like of where, I don't know how much oil the U S gets from Russia. I'm, I'm assuming a fair bit. Um, but I'm sure the UK as well. Um, so I'm thinking of like all the oil prices that are going to, that are going to go insane. And also so much of like Ukraine is like the breadbasket of Europe where like all of, all of our grain mm. and corn comes from. Yeah. So I'm like, cool. What's even just two weeks without wheat production going to look like? Um, oh, so yeah. yeah, you know, the U S is saying that they're not going to be involved militarily right now, but Russia just said, I think Putin just said it was, I think yesterday in a televised address, um, he was like, these sanctions count as an act of war. So I think he's just trying to goat the Americans. I think it's a proxy war. He's just trying to goat mm. Americans into getting involved with them. Um, I'm no foreign I'm policy sure. expert. But. Mm-hmm. You, you say that the Americans haven't been doing too much, but um, they a lot of places in America have renamed white Russians. So <laughs> Yeah. So, and we've taken vodka from our shelves. So. They are no longer <laughs> called like, white Russians. They're no longer called Moscow mules. Um, I think chicken <laughs> Kievs have the spelling has been spelt changed oh, to the, yeah, um, the Ukrainian place. spelling of Kiev. Um, we did it, guys. Um, we did also, it. a yeah, university in Milan has, uh, uh, I think they uh, pedaled back on it, but they uh, suspended a course on Dostoevsky because you know how pro Putin <laughs> Dostoevsky was, famously. Famously. The International Federation of Cats has prevented all. Um, 
Russian cats from competing in the cat competition. Not cats from Russia, Russian cats, as in <laughs> like the breed Russian cats are no longer oh allowed God. to participate oh, in no. the cat competitions. My, my you did it, Russian. guys. Actually, I just got off the I phone know. from Putin and he said he's going to cancel the war because he misses the cats. Uh, he misses the cats and he wants them to be called white Russians again. Oh, you did it guys. Well we done. Did it. Oh we my did God. I'm going to peace. I'm going to have to go tell my cat that she can't compete because she's Russian. She's a Russian mm-hmm. breed. Mm-hmm. She is. She's going to be so disappointed. <laughs> Ruby. Well, she should have spoken up about Putin. She should have. Yeah, she should have. She's definitely a spy. I, yeah. I've always, I've always expected Absolutely. she's a spy. Oh, she totally is though. She's got such dowager vibes, mm, you know. Big such spy energy. Vibes. Friend, yes. um, friend of the pod, Chris, who uh, filled in a couple weeks ago, has a whole persona for my cat Ruby, which is that she is a Russian oligarch, big old, yes. <laughs> big old, yes. big old fur coat, and talking about all the the good old days. And of, oh, I don't know, like fleeing from the revolution and shit. It's great fun. It's great fun. He's got a whole. He's got a whole bit made up for her. That's so great. Wait, whenever he's on the pod next, we he needs to. I think he does nope, a pretty good do voice. We'll get cancelled. Anyway, we are bravely and uh, proudly continuing our upcoming soiree theme of Fabergé eggs. And uh, I know we might get cancelled for this, but you know what? We can say that Fabergé eggs are pretty and Putin was bad. Said it in the same sentence. Also, try to come at us. Fabergé eggs have nothing to do with Putin. Nor does fucking Dostoevsky. Nor does your cat. (laughs) He looks like an egg. He he does look like an egg. That's true. (laughs) I know that the erasure of any sort of Russian culture is just like so gross right now because like Mm. Russian citizens famously are not in support of Putin. He has like been a dictator for so many years. And also Mm -hmm. anybody who speaks out against the war right now in Russia as of yesterday gets 15 years in prison and he is shut down all the news outlets and no public demonstrations are allowed they, um, <laughs> so, like, the glasgow film festival is actually they were scheduled to have a couple of russian films uh premiere and they've uh, removed them from the um from the schedule can you imagine if uh film festivals did that in um not to you know immediately draw comparisons to hitler but can you imagine if film festivals got rid of all german art during the weimar period that would mean mm. so much anti anti hitler anti fascism art would have just completely gone unseen and exactly yeah we shouldn't be blaming all of russia this has nothing to do with the russian citizens apart from obviously there will be some people who are pro putin but like you said it's a dictatorship they don't have any choice in this yeah exactly i mean you know it's rich of americans to be uh extrapolating you know russian citizen blame when like we ourselves like our government is always bombing somebody and we get american art and american participation in the world stage is like allowed to proliferate Mm -hmm. um which like rightly so but it's like so we're able to recognize the distance and dissonance between like the public and the government. And yet like, yeah, I saw in my hometown, my hometown is a Facebook page and they have one liquor store, one liquor store, the Shepherdstown liquor store. And first of all, they posted pictures of absolute vodka. They didn't even post pictures of Russian vodka. And they're like, we did it boys. We're taking it that's, off our shelves. Swedish. And we're like, that's the wrong, Fantastic. wrong part of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Sanctions do work, but this, this isn't it. This no. definitely, Definitely. Like I think it. denying them connection to like Swift or like I don't know, like being able to cash out like oligarchs being able to cash out their like foreign bank accounts, like that's mm. great. Like it sanctions have are like an act of contemporary warfare that have been effective, but just like these weird gestures of like no more Moscow mules, these are freedom mules. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very love a love a chicken freedom. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, of course you do. You're a vegetarian. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, that's so nice. Oh goodness. Did you? Speaking of like, um, I know we we touched on like people cashing out, like wanting to do like financial sanctions, but like scrambling to untie themselves first. I um I can't. I'm half remembering this. I saw it um 
on a news article somewhere. I think it was Jacob Rees-Mogg cashed in all his shares that were involved with a um like big yep. like a big part of his portfolio that were exposed to russian markets cashed mm-hmm. them in like two days before the invasion now he wow. is obviously a member of parliament and therefore privy to parliament talks um and information and that kind of intelligence that this because it wasn't a like it, it wasn't a surprise like it was there was a lead up and that is technically using that kind of government intelligence information for your own financial gain is against the law um so yeah, yeah no how is he not getting punished for that? Coming to get you, the other way. <laughs> yeah. because, because he's rich, I mean. How yeah. is he not That's getting punished? Oh, he. <laughs> I know. You know, this, but, um, oh, what were you saying, Al? Oh, just going to say, but how disgusting is that? That they're immediately profiting off of this war and they're like, oh, well, we'll be okay. Like, I'm just going to cash in my, I'm just going to sh- sell all my shares and, uh, and then that's it. So I don't have to worry about me. <laughs> Looks like there's a little oligarch in, in a lot of our world leaders now. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, um, I know we could talk about the Russian conflict all day. Um, shout out to my zaddy Zelensky. But um, I think <laughs> I will instead tell you what I'm really mad about, which is time zones. I think we should abolish time zones. Um, and here's why. In this essay, I will. Now, when I googled um, why I like abolish time zones, there's actually a lot of very earnest and very sincere bits of like academia that's like, actually, here's why we'd benefit. Yeah, and they're all written by you. Um, but, um, <laughs> but anyway, um, because we're recording on a Sunday and we usually do it on a Monday, but I've got a crazy academic schedule tomorrow. Um, and so we're recording early because of me. And I was like, ooh, um, I just miscalculated when to wake up. So I woke up like many hours too early for this. <laughs> so I'm tired. Oh, she messaged early. us an hour oh. before the start, like, hey guys, ready to go. Here we go. And I was, we we're like, no, baby, we've, we've got an hour. And she's like, well, no, I'm tired. We want us to, I want us to start now. And it's like, no, honey. Yeah. I, know. I know. I channeled my inner cue and was like, let's start now. She's like, I'm on a train, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sleepy. And I had to leave my very nice Jen, like, sleeping Aww. in bed. Just She just looked over at me and was like, well, enjoy. I'm going to go back to sleep. <laughs> Must be nice. That specific pain of leaving a cozy partner, just, like, snoozing away happily not concerned about anything I'm like mm. must must be nice must be nice <laughs> i think she hears <laughs> i think all of us are due a nap after this episode sorry if that's why we're either more or less loopy than normal i think we're all very tired <laughs> and we've got dungeons and dragons after this so i don't know what we're gonna do guys <laughs> <We're annoyed>. yeah. <laughs> we need a pre D nap yeah a no, it doesn't work. D and D and no, it doesn't work. No, all right, shut it down. So, Q, what are you mad at, sweetie? So, E, this week I am mad at Disney, and I realize this isn't much of a change of my baseline mad at Disney, but let's be more specific. So, um, in Florida, there has recently been, uh, I'm bad at like US politics, so E, feel free to jump in whenever, but there is a legislation that is, um, colloquially called the don't say gay legislation which basically bans uh any queer topics coming up in schools uh because of like parental rights and you know think of the children and blah 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 homophobic bullshit i believe that bill has passed and it's going to the senate to be a law yeah, good job. Good politics, Thanks, babe. Thank you, babe. Thank you. Um, so obviously this is bad in itself and we could just talk about that. But instead, I'm going to talk about the fact that at least three Disney entities gave the chief sponsors of the Get Bill $4,000 combined for their 2022 re-election campaigns. So wow. the money that you spend on going to watch a thousand milk toast Marvel films and a bunch of remakes directly goes to homophobic 
lawmakers in Florida. Boo. Obviously, this would this like if any other film industry were doing this, would be like, oh, simple, let's just boycott them. You fucking can't, can they? They've only gone and done a monopoly on the film industry, so it's oh, impossible yeah. to boycott Sorry. them. And they are blocking like smaller independent things from actually going to cinemas. So basically, we live in a world where. Disney can spend um, money that we pay to b- watch bad movies to release bad bills. And everything is bad about it. And I just hate it so much. And I hate Disney. And I just saw a tweet earlier that said, imagine if the cinema in 2015, instead of the cinema uh, world being shaped by The Force Awakens, it got shaped by Mad Max Fury Road. And that would be that would be much better. But hey, we're stuck in this world and you'll see a bunch of Disney adults and Marvel adults on um on Twitter being like, Yay, I only watch Disney films and it's like, nope, you're part of the problem. What a bunch of I dicks. know this is probably shaking Disney adults because I mean at least half of them have to be gay, right? Like Well, famously. yeah, but I mean every time Disney uh does a whole like, oh, it's we're doing a queer moment. Guys, watch out for this exclusively <laughs> gay moment. It's always a massive <laughs> letdown. Like there was a like a peck on the lips in the latest Star Wars film. There was that guy looking at that other guy in um the Beauty and the Beast film that was called like the exclusively oh, gay yeah. moment. They're never oh, gonna do yeah. a gay Disney princess, guys. I think you just have to accept no, this. Never. So there was a there was a um a statement issued. Um from Good Morning America, uh, the company said, we understand how important this issue is to our LGBTQ plus employees and many others. For nearly a century, Disney has been a unifying force that brings people together. Right. <laughs> we are determined that it remains a place where everyone is treated with force dignity. Of 1940s Disney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no one Google Song of the South. <laughs> Um, we are determined that it remains a place where everyone is treated with dignity and respect the biggest impact we can have in creating a more inclusive world is through the inspiring content we produce the welcoming culture we create here and the diverse community organizations we support including those representing the lgbtq plus community that's a lie the biggest impact they could have is by putting their money where their mouth is also they're talking about inspiring content we produce bitch where <laughs> i know i know i'm again you know the force awakens like what yeah. <laughs> where right. is How this inspiring <laughs> queer content just because people make like thousands of video essays are about how uh mulan is queer coded which i agree she is that doesn't make it queer content that doesn't count you no. can't just use, use other people's good faith interpretations and say yeah yeah, yeah no we're totally pro-gay we're totally pro-gay anyway i'm just going to slide <laughs> this money over to the uh republican filmmakers who are actively <laughs> trampling gay rights and yeah oh, no we grim. did it gay everyone gay that, that um <laughs> That bill sounds basically the same as Section 28 um, in the UK, which um, was, so in the, a, I think it was late 80s all through the 90s and like, oh, I think up until 2000, if I remember right. Um, it was a piece of legislation that Margaret Thatcher brought in that was, I Ooh. think the the, um, the premise of it was just that you're not, they people weren't allowed to um, promote homosexuality, like in like inverted oh commas God. was, the, like, was the phrase. Promote. Yeah, <laughs> so like, like like local authorities so like teachers couldn't talk about or teach or like recommend or give advice on anything that that like even vaguely aligned itself with like promoting homosexuality um and like it's it's finished like it ended um i think in 2000 and oh my god all the way until 2000 yeah but it just Mm -hmm. you saying that but it's happening literally like in 2022 in florida that's true that's true yeah (laughs) Um, yeah i say this but yeah and (laughs) but like i know for i know for a fact that like so many like a huge huge number of queer people suffered massively from that specific law and not being able to access um like the right information and like just being completely like teachers as well like queer you know queer Uh teachers queer members of of government in staff like it it had such a negative impact on such a huge number of people directly 
And like, we've already seen this happen. We've already like done this and seen the, the, uh, the damage it causes. And yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. yet. It's so damaging. I think even that's to... a, and because. Yeah. Like, because. That, that's a deliberate calculation. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> so even just growing out, growing up without the cultural resources on like queerness, like let alone like, bar how horrible like it is just to like not even be able to mention it in schools and all of the bad shit that comes with that but just growing up without any cultural reference um it even that just makes it so that like you like people don't get to like live their true lives until they're much older Mm -hmm. like i think if where i grew up had had a more queer like um even sort of any inclusion and education um pretty much all of my secondary school and high school friends like came out basically once they were in their mid 20s and like were away from the like the public schools because Mm -hmm. there was just no avenue for that and um and just like yeah growing up without any sort of reference for like queer culture and like that there is a community i mean you know we're talking about diaspora in the last segment like what another diaspora of just like cool there's no there's no like culture that i can belong to and that's like exactly mm. what these like legislatures want is they want to like moralize um like add moral value to like quote unquote like their a lifestyle that they support and then just literally like erase us um mm-hmm. it's just so it's so crazy i remember seeing that and being like cool i love that this bill is being passed while everybody's looking over to the war effort you know yeah. i feel like it's no mm-hmm. like coincidence that there, there's gonna be a lot of fucked up domestic policy in the u.s that's um, pushed forward because we're just like yeah 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 let's sign over billions to other countries which like fair you know they're at war but like maybe let's not pass all this anti-queer and then like anti-trans legislation that's also happening in the south too mm. always the south man i'm trying to defend my place of birth but we're just not <laughs> it it's just not if it's any consolation i don't think all the higher-ups from disney are from the south that's no, true no that's, that's true, true. Mm-hmm. Like, new yorkers I just looked up the actual dates of Section 28. So it was 1988. And so it was was repealed in 2000 in Scotland. In England and Wales, it actually wasn't repealed until 2003. So when Q and I were starting secondary school and and producer Jake was starting secondary school in this country, it had literally only been repealed like two years before, one or two years before, depending Mm. on which of us you're talking about. That's, that's like in context feels like ridiculous and like explain i've never really put two and two together of why it like queerness was so like weirdly taboo to talk about in school in that setting Mm -hmm. but now it makes a lot of sense the penny has dropped that it was that close <laughs> to because 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 it was introduced by margaret thatchy but like the immediate assumption is oh the 80s like it's like you know you don't think about when it went out despite it? what all those tiktoks say about how the 80s were a long time ago they weren't actually that long ago we're still young <laughs> they guys i know <laughs> they were not that long ago yeah that's just completely bonkers God, you and know, yeah, it's I. So some the um the the so yeah the words that it says it was right on the promotion of homosexuality. Then there's other bits that say uh, they shall not intentionally promote homosexuality or publish material with the intention of promoting it or promote the teaching in any maintained school of the acceptability of homosexuality as a pretended family relationship. Well, they oh fucked that God. up. We did a streetcar named Desire. <laughs> ah that's because you are post section 28 (laughs) we did did not talk about the gay context of a sweet car named desire nearly enough we talked a lot about the feminism (laughs) believe it or not old girls school but when i was like oh Oh. it's so gay she was like shh (laughs) let's not focus on that that's not gonna sell us yeah well clearly it was you know still baked into teaching of like i cannot in any way appear to condone it because i will literally be arrested and have my teaching license taken away from wow. me if i do how that's yeah horrendous because yeah, all of our teachers would have grown up under it as well yeah yeah and oh god like, yeah and, and they would have done their teacher training under then, it yep mm-hmm. oh yeah. my god yeah 
Yeah, so that's just it. Really, I don't know that language at the end as well. Like, no, won't promote the teaching of the acceptability of homosexuality as a pretended family relationship. How disgusting is that language? And just dehumanizing. The thing is, like, not teaching it in schools isn't going to make gayness disappear. No, (laughs) like, what is that end thing here? (laughs) I know, just pushing us out into the shadows. And also, what do they think they're teaching in schools? Like gay class? Like, okay, gay class one hundred and one. Here's a cone bra. I wish. There's there's a there's a poster um, from the 1987 general election in the UK, which was a piece of like um, propaganda from the Conservative Party criticising the Labour Party's support for LGBT education <laughs> and it's literally it is, it's three school books um, with a headline that says is this Labour's idea of a comprehensive co- education and then one of them says young, gay and proud the middle one says police out of school and then what? <laughs> the, third one, the third one says the playbook for kids about sex and I'm like yes. yeah like let's Perfect. make that facility <laughs> I know I'm like this <laughs> oh, I wish they'd given us cocksucking class. That would have been really handy. Did, oh, I missed the That's class like, where we handy, had to put. Handies are a different class. <laughs> Did you guys have the class where you had to put a condom and a banana? I missed it. I think I was doing guitar. Oh, we, we didn't have no sex education. Other whole in America, type of finger so in no. there. <laughs> Uh, we didn't <laughs> we didn't do bananas we actually had like plastic penises like oh, they were God. basically just like i know it was what's it was worse great. <laughs> i, don't I know. guess it's better to be like here's the real anatomy no you yeah. guys are but also but true, i would have been shocked <laughs> i know i don't know i know Mm, yeah again we just had no sex education um but that's where i went to school though um i i think there are other states in the u.s like i imagine california probably had a pretty robust like hey man Mm. like but where i was from they're like you have sex you die if you guys have seen (laughs) easy a my sex education looked a lot like what's happening in that movie i was like great that's um okay grim 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 Anyway, speaking of Disney being bad, I, this isn't to do with the don't say bill, but I just remembered it and I'm like, well, well worth saying fuck Disney. As you may or may not know, um, the Oscars this year aren't televising the awards for like editing, costuming, cinematography, oh. all the like important categories that make a film, especially editing. Like every single film Jeez. has been edited. You can have films without uh, actors or scripts or directors, but you cannot have a film without editors. And uh, they're also doing this awful like, you know, Oscars fan favorite, like it's the fucking MTV oh, no. Kid, Kids oh, Teen gross. Choice Award. And, um, obvi- and obviously the reason is because everyone wants Spider-Man to win a big prize. Everyone wants to say Oscar winner, Spider-Man, No Way Home, which like, yeah, whatever. It was a cute movie it wasn't the best movie i saw that week like come on um but it turns out that the actual oscars don't have a choice the oscars is aired on abc abc is owned by disney so either they don't either the oscars aren't aired on tv or they have to cut out all the categories that actual people who care about film like me care about so fuck disney I would oh, say editors' rights matter, if not, or just as, if not more than gay rights. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Famously. <laughs> Thank you, Q. Some Thank editors you. might be gay. You ever think about that? <laughs> <laughs> and some gays might be editors. You don't exactly. know. Exactly. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, fuck Disney. Um, but speaking of bad media, I'll tell you what I'm really mad at this week. E, how dare you tell me that inventing Anna got good? Fuck, I watched the whole thing <laughs> waiting for the other foot to drop, being like, oh no, they're no, going to turn it into a critique. <laughs> they're going to turn it good. It's going to be good. It was one of the worst fucking shows I've ever seen in my life. They girl bossed a scam artist. And I, they, at no I point. I respectfully disagree. I will write a whole thing on the blog just to spite you about how I bad I thought wait. it was. Because at this is no just a con point, to get you to write. Yeah, yeah, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I no say unwritingly. Yeah, what the fuck, man? <laughs> At I no know. point in the show are their sympathies lying with anyone else. The lawyer and the journalist are 
actively being wildly unprofessional. Oh, they literally cut to like the Greek chorus journalists when it's uh, not guilty for two of them, and they're like, "Yay, not guilty! Yes, Queen! Yes, Anna! You did it! You scammed those like minimum wage workers out of their tips! Yes, bit worst." Fucking show <laughs> ever. <More> Russian ladies <laughs> Do you want to hear my uh, inventing Anna accent? <laughs> Please. Uh, I, I say this Anna like Sorokin. I have one. I haven't been practicing at all. This podcast is basic. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you the wire. God. <laughs> I love her so much. She's so. I'm just like wow. It's perfect. Absolutely what a perfect not. show. I'm, I love that you hated it. That's so mm, great. It was awful. It's it was so awful. nice. It was bad. It's a bad show. That's fine. Sometimes shows are bad, but don't 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 piss on my ear and call, tell me it's a good show. Fuck off. Just say it's a bad show. It's fine. Sometimes shows are bad. That's not an issue. Who taught you figurative <laughs> Waiting for the other foot to drop. Yeah, don't where piss you, on my ear. Where are your feet? Where are your feet dropping to, baby? Oh, no, that's Maybe not it. It's it? peeing in your ears. No, it's, it's piss. It's piss on my leg, right? I thought it was. I thought it was no cereal. Piss on my breakfast cereal. Yeah. yeah. Don't piss anywhere. You think about that. <laughs> Don't piss don't piss on my face and tell me it's raining or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same thing. Ears are on your face. Whatever. Anyway, whatever. Every idiom is so bad anyway. So it makes cute proves a point in that like all idioms and figurative language are outrageous. So she's using them right. But it's just like, oh, what an amazing what an amazing rewrite you've done. <laughs> my so favorite thing about drop. you. Just back to the shoes drop. Shoes drop, baby. I know, shoes but like drop. Uh, you know. I guess a foot could drop. What's stopping a foot from dropping? You know, the, the bones three and the muscles actually. to hold it on. Yeah, an- ankles. <laughs> Is it L three? Oh, I'm going to be so embarrassed off. if it's not L three now. Let me Google it. Sorry, guys. Uh, foot drop. No, it's the common perineal. It's the common. No, foot drop. <laughs> this is embarrassing. Um, yeah, perineal. It's the common perineal. Never. Oh God, we're losing them. Cut to music cue. <laughs> anyway l what else are we mad at uh well q um i'm mad at clothes yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. specifically the way they are sized this is something i complain about on the reg because it continues to piss me off um why who who decides the clothing sizes and why aren't they talking to each other when they decide them because even within the same shop like i've been shopping recently for dresses for eileen's wedding and also for like stuff that i've got going on at work and you can be in the same shop and pick up like four similar items in the same size and they will all fit you wildly differently like some of them will not even button some of them will be like a tent some of them just like hang weird like what is it about sizing that just doesn't work and the other like sort of secondary to this i've noticed recently in the last um probably like maybe two to three years that it's become really really common for like the newer trendier brands to only go up to like a uk size 14 as as their extra large size and the average UK size for women's clothing is 16. So these brands are just not even reaching the UK average, let alone touching plus size. Um, which yeah, is that's just, like a mid-size. That's not even plus yeah. size. That is a middle, like straight yep. size. Yes, it <laughs> oh is. Oh my God. Um, and it is really, really fucking annoying because it's just... Like, this whole thing of, like, oh, the ideal size range is between an 8 and a 14. And if you're outside of those that range, then fuck you, I guess. You can wear a potato sack. Just, no, I want to wear nice clothing. I don't, you know, the fact that I'm, like, bigger bodied doesn't mean that I don't want to wear cute clothes. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean Mm. that, like, I want to have to shop exclusively at, like, plus size clothing shops. I want to, you know, that's not how this works. It just isn't. Um, and yeah, it's like, this is kind of like a general rant rather than a specific rant because it's just something that's come up again recently. Um, 
But we've seen this loads of times before where clothing brands start out with those like, you know, invert like air quotes, ideal size ranges um, and only extend up to plus size when they get pressure to and like don't prioritize it. And it's that whole Mm -hmm. thing of like, these are the bodies we want our clothes on and the ones that we want to look good on um, and everyone else can, yeah, just go, uh, go take a shit. So, yeah. <laughs> just go my, take a shit and shit out your you go half piss the rest of your body ear. weight. Yeah. <laughs> um, so about was like a year ago or so, maybe less than that. Um, I got an advert for like uh, be a brand ambassador for like this fitwear brand, and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. you know what? It sounds like they had a really good ethos. They were like, you know, we care, we want women to feel comfortable, women and non-binary people to feel comfortable in their mm. clothes as they work out. You know, clothes should be empowering people. You know, we're made ethically. Blah 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 blah. And I was like, this sounds like a good fit for Bohemia because our number one goal. Uh, getting into the blog magazine podcast is uh making money and we are very bad at it so um sponsors <laughs> hit us up anyway so we i was like oh perfect time for some spawn con let's get it going so i messaged them and told them a bit about us and they're like oh you sound great perfect S- uh, we'll sign you up here's the link to all the stuff here's the athlete programs amazing we're gonna uh, get rich and um get a bunch of cool fun new clothes amazing they only went up to a size 14. <laughs> Don't. Oh this, is, this is an active wear brand. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, cool, I can't wear even wear that remotely. That talks about how ethical they are. They only went up to a size 14. And we we messaged them being like, um, guys, half our group can't wear your clothes. What the fuck? And they were like, oh, yeah, no, we can't afford the extra materials. We'll let you know as soon as we get um, plus size clothes. So, <laughs> which is not just- cool absolutely horrendous it's like a footnote second thought that's a it's the fact that there's so few clothes already in that space that are nice and there is a humongous market of people crying out for these good clothes and the com- like people companies just still aren't even capitalizing it like yes it might be more expensive for you to use more material but there is literally a boatload of people waiting to buy it there is a ready-made yeah. barely mm-hmm. tapped market there the excuse isn't money. That's a bullshit excuse. The excuse mm-hmm. is you didn't even think about it, um, which is ridiculous. And this is an activewear brand. Like, I can't even work out, apparently, in, like, activewear if I'm, like, bigger than a size 14, which is smaller than the UK average, may I remind you. Um, yeah, I hate it. I hate it. Did you, um... Did you guys see recently um, that Victoria's Secret have started using um, disabled and like bigger bodied uh, models on their runways? Which oh my god, I hadn't seen. They were they cool. were overdue a, a come to Jesus <laughs> moment. Okay, so <laughs> yes, yeah, so they have started doing that, and of course everyone's like, oh my god, finally, like yes, like so glad to see this representation on the Victoria's Secret stage. However, they spent so many years ignoring those calls not only ignoring those calls but actively responding and saying no this is these are the bodies we want our clothes on um and Mm -hmm. saying like like we don't like fat people just can't wear our clothes so why would we model them on our clothes and (laughs) you know actively actively saying no we don't want people like those bodied people in our clothing and now they've done a 180 because they have to because now it's just like it's it's not even like a special thing anymore like that you go bigger sizes it's like most of the time a hygiene factor of like people will that's the one of the first things they'll look at like example like exhibit a of us like the second someone reaches out to um do a partnership first thing we looked for was can we fit your clothes no we can't okay well that's that then goodbye um and now, and now it's, it feels really inauthentic from them. And it just mm. feels like now, now we want to make some money off the fatties. Mm-hmm. So let's put a, you know, let's put a bigger size girl up on the stage and that will, it's, you know, that will make I, them happy and hopefully they'll forget all the horrible things we said. <laughs> I'm pretty oh, sure yeah. uh, Molly May's pretty little thing, um, runway had a few plus size and like diverse, et cetera, et cetera models, but it wasn't because they care about diversity. If that was the case, then all the clothes would go up to all the sizes. It was so mm. that they could be like, look, we care about diversity. Please stop bullying Molly May. <laughs> Please stop <laughs> looking into our <laughs> <Literally. laughs> Yeah, literally. Um, what they like, 
like the clo- clothing ranges that do go up to like bigger so like what for a long time seemed to be the standard range in this country was between a uk size 8 and like a uk size 18 slash 20 depending on where you went like for a very long time that was the standard range that you'd be able to reliably find in most high street shops you know you could walk into a next or a new look or a h&m or a wherever generally that was the sizing range that you'd get um but what seems to happen when they add on these plus size ranges is they simply take the same pattern and just use more fabric and just increase the (laughs) measurements but the way a plus size body sits and like behaves and like the way clothes needs to be cut is often different and so those cuts just scaled up don't work all the time. Some they of them don't map do. onto a body. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. no. Some of them they just they just don't map up and they just don't like hang right or they're not cut right because you have to, I don't know, allow for like more hip or like more belly or whatever or different proportions. Um and like the, the kind of the result of that is that you get you just you don't feel good because you're like, well, it fits, but like well, the clothes are wearing good about it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You're like, yeah, you're like, well, it, f- it fits my body, but like it does, it's not cut for me. It's not designed for me. It's designed for a size eight person and then just scaled up. Like, and like, we are not meant to fit in clothes. Clothes are meant to fit in us. Literally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so like trying to squidge myself, as soon as I like internalize that, it really helped me with like understanding like, why yeah. am I upset at this pair of jeans? <laughs> yeah, like it's literally just a number. It's supposed to fit me. If it doesn't fit me, I'll go find a one with a different number that does fit But me. we just want the ones with different numbers to fit better. Because like I said, it's been a nightmare just trying to dress a body. Like it's just so, and I can't afford to just get everything tailored. Like I'm going to have my wedding mm. dress tailored because similarly it's like, oh, you have tits well we're gonna assume that your tits are just as big as we imagine your waist is gonna be yeah and it's like have you seen women yeah. <laughs> like, have you seen a woman's body? i don't mean to detract from the like, point I'm but if it's any consolation um it's not just like size eight like plus size clothes don't have any um give for bodies that's all clothes like yeah. i don't think clothing money all clothing manufacturers seem to be um shaping for like rectangle shaped bodies if we have to go by the old like you know uh, body oh, shape yeah, things yeah. so it is impossible to find anything for my amazing tits and my amazing ass to fit in <laughs> And they are amazing. Mm, yeah. <laughs> if anyone, it's yeah, basically if you're if you're not just like straight up and down a stick. Yeah. Um. Good luck. Yep. <laughs> good luck. Yep. Literally good luck dressing yourself. I don't know how good anybody luck. wears any clothes that they like. <laughs> no, nor me, nor me. It's very nor me. I've frustrating. Actually, like, I have a pers- uh, It's free, but I have a free personal styling session with a John Lewis brand thing, so I can be like, Ooh. "How do clothes go on my body?" Because I've been having such. <laughs> A clothes nightmare after spending the last, um, well, uh, 18, like uh, spending a solid 18 months in scrubs and like pajamas in pandemic Mm. life, like having to go to work in clothes. I'm just like, I don't understand any of this. Oh, I know, but it was nice to go in scrubs because you're like, oh, good. Actually, this is meant to be a potato sack. Very good. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, I nice. complain about scrubs not having any pockets and not having any um, waist to hip definition, but it's the same for everyone. <laughs> so comfy so comfy it's the same same on like higher up brands though like i remember christina hendrix and leslie jones and stuff neither of whom Mm, are particularly plus size large women saying that they struggle to get clothes for um red carpet shows because normally celebrities unless they're like super super um uh uh, like to the point where they're having clothes made for them. They just kind of get mm. stuff that's off, not, not so much off the rack, but, you know, the sample sizes. Because uh, obviously most celebrities are sample sizes, but if you have yeah. someone with, like, slightly different shaped bodies, like a Christina Hendricks or Leslie Jones, they're like, well, what the fuck do I wear? Fuck my drag, I <laughs> yeah. guess. Yeah, and, like, that's like, why that actually makes me feel nice that they struggle with that, too. I know. Just, <laughs> that, like, literally so too, like sex symbol like really like beautiful like women that like the whole world are like oh my god they're like ideal perfect woman blah, blah, blah. like even even they can't get someone to yeah, dress like them christina hendrix can't yeah. find something to fit her tits like what are we mm-hmm. supposed to do oh, we yeah. which is yeah, why so the many bro- celebrities <sighs> kind of flock to christian siriano who is actively like yeah leslie jones i'll make you an outfit it'll fit for you we're cool we're friends we're buddies i love christian siriano <laughs> 
Mm, it's so nice. It is nice. But do you guys yeah, remember? Let's oh, cause carry on, Eileen. I was oh, just going to say, do you guys remember when somebody reached out to partner with us? With so we get a lot of interesting <laughs> partnership reach reach out. So oh, yeah, we, we have not made many of them public because some of them have just been so hilariously like. But when we were really a young magazine, somebody reached out to have a lingerie partnership <laughs> with us. Oh yeah, and there was the issue of plus size yeah. and also materials and like sustainable materials and we were like go on then yeah make a make us a sample do we have the sample still somewhere oh god no not anymore it was like made from scraps of factory purchased you know like uh, like labor like unfair labor like produced it was <laughs> underwear just it was weird. like hand stitched Mess. and she was like this is gonna be an inclusive sexy the least sexy like you know and then when she aimed to make it more inclusive it was just like these are these are like nanny pants like, yeah these are just oh, they, were they were yeah yeah that was not fun <laughs> what a, God, what a we dark really time have... in our history <laughs> <laughs> we really have had some weird weird <laughs> partnership office. We almost had a lipstick. That was oh, like yeah. a whole thing. <laughs> yeah. God, that's so weird. That's so weird. But yeah. Clothing. Standardize yourself, please. Please fit our bodies. Sort yourself out. I know. But do you know what I'm really mad at? Yeah, what are you mad at, baby? So this like overlaps with what my glad at is because I um, went to Paris this week with my little sister and I'm mad because Last time I went abroad was before the pandemic and we hadn't fully left the EU yet. Brexit was still in progress. And this is the first time I've left the EU when I had to go in the passport line for non-EU passports. And it made me really sad. No, that is Probably took you like three times longer too. (laughs) It actually, funnily enough, it actually was quicker because everyone else on my flight was like a French. <laughs> so they were all trying to they were all trying to go home. <laughs> so the they were the EU passport one. <laughs> I know, but it was just like, yeah, oh, it was just really sad because I automatically started walking towards the EU one and then I was like, oh, oh no. <laughs> I guess I'm I guess that finally made it real. I mean not that it hasn't yeah. felt real, but like that was the last That must be a common sight for the passport control people just yeah. like watching the sad British people turn around and go into the other <laughs> I know so, and just like my, my actual passport still says European Union on it because it doesn't expire till next year so I haven't had to get a new one yet you hold on tight to that I know but I can't go in the European Union line it's so sad I hate it I'm really mad at Peter the Great first of all if you're so great then why is this script the first time I'm hearing of you secondly (laughs) if you're so great then why are you dead apparently like I said this is the first time I've ever heard of you Peter the Great more like Peter the Flop hold on hold on you've been going on a lot about what makes you mad but it's important to remember there's plenty of reasons to be glad too really like what Al what are you glad at (laughs) well I'm glad that I went to Paris with my sister. We were there for just 24 hours. We literally booked it two days before we went on a complete whim. Um, And it was really fun. And I walked so much that my feet were literally so painful. They were, I couldn't feel them anymore. It surpassed pain and just went to numbness, but it was wonderful. Would you say your foot dropped? (laughs) My foot dropped. Would you say that your perineal nerve was affected? (laughs) Probably would. (laughs) I would. It was really nice. We sat in front of the Notre Dame and then had brie Mm. that we'd got from a cheese shop and on a little baguette. We did like a little picnic-y thing. Oh, it was really nice. It was nice to go abroad with my sister. And secondarily, I'm also glad because I just planted loads of vegetables and... um, and flower seeds. I planted um I'm gonna do pumpkins this year yes. and I've got summer squash and oh. cucumbers, courgettes, tomatoes, various types of chili pepper, radishes, lettuce, and kale. I think that's everything. Yeah. Lots of things. I'm really excited. What are you glad at you? Um, so uh, this week, I am glad that I'm still alive. Story Yay. time. My body tried to kill me. So <laughs> I um, I was walking home.
home and I got a little like Yay. tingling in my ears and I started Ooh. to get a little bit itchy and I was like, oh dear, I'm probably getting some like, occasionally I randomly go into hives for no reason. So I was like, whatever. I went to the pharmacy and I was like, I will have all the antihistamines you have, please. And I took them <laughs> and I wasn't feeling any better. And then I... um started coughing and then my voice went hoarse and i was like and my face was completely swollen by this point i had kardashian lisp um lips i had a lisp more so than my normal one because my face was so swollen um i had a i had a rasp like an extremely sexy rasp wish i could keep it but no it meant that my airway was closing and i could have died so i would like so we went straight to the emergency department uh, where, by the way, I have worked and everyone knows me. And so, you know, <laughs> cringe, obviously. As soon as I got in, I was like, fuck, I should have tied my hair up. I'm far too recognizable. Um, <laughs> so uh, the triage nurse was like, oh, Sarah, hi, what are you doing here? Okay, let's get you to recess. Let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> uh one of my good friends with who was meant to be like kind of on the triage bit was like no let's sort you out one of the consultants um uh whacked got a gray cannula in which is like the second largest one i've still got a little scar on my hand from where this Ooh. massive cannula went in um oh. <laughs> painful but not terrible uh got some steroids got some antihistamines and got some adrenaline Ooh, boy. Ooh. <laughs> <Zoom>. <laughs> what was the like? It oh, is insane. <laughs> yeah. Like, obviously, I could feel my airway opening up again. And then I was like, oh, my God, my heart. Oh, my God, everything's happening. Oh, God, my whole body is on fire. Oh, my God. Ah, it's all going on. And, um, yeah, and then that cured me. So I stayed in overnight, had some Rice Krispies for breakfast. Uh, I Yay. had some EpiPen. Yeah. I am now the uh, I'm, I'm imagining the two. scene from Pulp Fiction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's not actually how it works. Pulp Fiction oh. isn't a documentary, produced Jake. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> so I am now the prawn donor of two EpiPens. Um, I'm going to link in the downstairs a little bit about recognizing the sign of anaphylaxis and how to use an EpiPen because you yes. could save someone's life. <laughs> so I am glad to everyone at the York A&E. Um, oh. Expect some chocolates in the next coming days. Uh, thanks, Yay. guys. I'm still alive, so we don't have to con- cancel the podcast. <laughs> If you guys do the podcast after I die, then we are, oof, I'm haunting the fuck out of you. (laughs) I would expect nothing. so mad. (laughs) I would expect nothing less, to be fair. Maybe, oh my God, maybe we could get a medium in and still do the podcast with you via the medium, via a Ouija board. (laughs) I don't think that that translates very well to audio. Oh, it can. She'll read it out in your voice. W. You can possess e- her. A- <laughs> w. What what word? Word. She's saying word. No, she's saying Wilma. Oh, of course. Yes, Wilma. That common word. <laughs> the one anyway. spoken from the dead. <laughs> anyway, E, what are you glad at this week? Well, I'm so glad you survived your anaphylaxis because oh, I'm God, going to see too. you next week. Yay. I'm so excited. I, you know, I'm like can laugh about it now that I'm like, teehee, can't wait to see you guys in a week. But it has been nearly four years, which is the first time in our 10 year friendship that we've gone this long <gasps> um, because of the dread pandemic. Um, so I'm so excited to cry for like 10 days straight. Um, it's going to be brilliant. And yeah, so I fly out next Thursday. So actually, our next pod recording, we're going to all be potentially together. So we have to figure out what that's going to oh, be yeah. like. Ooh. We're going to record in the same one. place. Or... Tell us hey, what to do. <laughs> Jake, tell us what to do. <laughs> um, so I'm really glad at that. I've got my little my little like travel size bits all coming in and my, oh. suit- my new little suitcases coming in, I think, today. And I've already like half packed because i'm so excited (laughs) literally already packed my carry-on just very earnestly and i've got my little like oh my god my little travel size reading light and travel size toothpaste (laughs) i am just such a sucker for anything that's branded for like are you a chic young traveler (laughs) then you'll need this (laughs) and i'm like yeah so i'm gonna order this little 
little like cup holder that like slips onto my little rolling case Ooh. so that I can put my cup of coffee on my spinner case and just be like a gal on the go. Oh, <laughs> gal on the go. I cannot we wait. This is so my dream. Sorry, and lip syncs. It is coming up soon. Yes, it is. We have our big, our big gay party. Look out, Florida. <laughs> big gay party. Big gay party. It's going to be so good that they'll be teaching it in schools. Yeah. <laughs> now that they're allowed to, but not in Florida. Not in Florida. <laughs> not in Florida. So that's what we've been mad at. Um, let us know what you've been mad at by tweeting at us at Mag with the hashtag Wilma uh, or reply to our story sticker on Instagram each week if I ever remember to put it up and we'll read it out on next week's show uh, if you liked the pod tell all your friends and be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts you can follow us on Instagram also at Mag and check out the magazine at bohemiamagazine.com you can also follow us all individually on Twitter where I am Eileen.net. And you can find me at Sarah Boshemia. And I'm at it's Sarah Q. And the Q is like a line to the accident and emergency department, which I bypassed because <laughs> I could have died. Woo! Oh, see you next time. <laughs> see you next time at the A&E. Literally, Q's lips were so puffy. We're like, damn what's your lip filler and she was like anaphylaxis <laughs> damn who's she she sounds like a great doctor <laughs> anaphylaxis maybe yes, she's baby, born of it maybe she's gonna die 